This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 256, baby. Oh yeah. In today's episode, we have a very, very special guest called Kate from Canada. Okay. Now, as you know, or I hope you know, there is a podcast on Rock and Roll English every week again now, but it works like this. One week, there is an R&R podcast with Dan the Man, The Hellraiser, Boom Boom, Clarification Charlie, or whoever it is, where we talk about the usual R&R stuff, poo, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know, those kind of things. Then the next week, I usually talk to another English teacher, maybe a podcaster, a YouTuber or someone like that. Someone that obviously I don't know so well because the usual guests, Dan the Man, the Hellraiser, etc. are my lifelong friends. So I feel more comfortable talking to them about stupid things. Then when I have another English teacher or maybe someone I don't know so well, obviously the conversation is a bit less rock and roll and maybe sometimes I must admit they can even be a bit boring well today is a conversation with another English teacher but I can 100% say this is definitely not a boring episode in fact this episode is so R&R I was going to use it as a normal rock and roll episode, let's say, and put the second half of the conversation in the family area. But then I thought, you know what, let's share this with everyone because Kate has some wonderful stories to share and I thought it would be better if everyone can hear them. So as I mentioned, Kate is from Canada, so we speak about Canada and Canadian people, then Kate shares some of her stories with us. For example, how she was a sumo wrestler in Japan. Yes, you heard that right. A catwalk fashion model. Then we finish the podcast with a quick chat about an online seminar that Kate was running that I attended where everyone there was a woman except me and they spoke about women's problems for a lot of the time. So we have a chat about that as well. So lots to look forward to. I will talk to you all again at the end. Enjoy the conversation. Happy listening. Hello, Kate, and welcome to Rock and Roll English. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. It's so good to finally have a Canadian on the podcast. <laughs> I am so excited and I can tell you all of the rock and roll, all of the rock and rollers are as well. Okay. Awesome. Well, I cannot wait to massively disappoint you all. <laughs> Very good. That's what I always tell people to do, to keep expectations low because go. then it can only go up. Can't Perfect. It? The, Perfect. The, the only way is up. Um, so um, this morning I had a bit of a nose around your social media. So a nose around like I was kind of spying on you a little bit. Something I love doing, spying on people on uh, social media um, and well I mean you personally have got a really interesting story so obviously you are from Canada as we've already mentioned yes and some other things which I just think are crazy which we're going to get to later in the conversation you were a sumo wrestler in Japan <laughs> yeah okay so you can confirm just so people know sumo wrestlers from what I know I'm not such an expert are like the big fat people that 
kind of wrestle. And I mean, you can't see Kate. Maybe you know her already, but she does not look like that at all. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. You were a catwalk model, like a fashion model as well. Yes, I was both a sumo wrestler and a catwalk model, but different years. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, And so you now live in Germany and you run an online business where you help teachers like me. I've attended a few of um, Kate's seminars and things helping online teachers like me. And you also help learners, don't you? Yes, I do. Um, Excellent. So all of these things we're going to talk about later. But first, I just thought we could talk about this special country, Canada. Okay. Okay, let's do it. And as usual, I do like five minutes research on the internet. I look at some of the most ridiculous websites that exist. Um, I actually put into Google, you know, you're Canadian when, and it's kind of like these stupid things that ah. I found. And you can tell me what's true, what's not true. Okay. Okay. Um, and so the, the first thing that I found and all of the things that I looked at and or from my experience too, is that Canadians are just so friendly and positive. It, yes. It, it, is this true? Yes, we are. We are an incredibly friendly bunch. And I, um, every time I go home, I, I realize even more so. I mean, like Canadians are really good at small talk. Right. We're really good at complimenting random strangers on the street. Uh, when my, my four-year-old and I went home last, I mean, it was a couple of years ago now, but um, when we were back home, she was like, everybody here, what did she say? She was like, everyone's so confident. Right. Wow. And I yeah, was like, interesting perspective what makes them so confident she's like they'll just talk to anybody like in her six four-year-old mind at the time she's like she's like you know it's hard for me to talk to strangers in her opinion Canadians are all just incredibly confident people because we talk to each other yeah it's 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 Mm. a strange thing so I'm going to tell you about the first time I came across a Canadian in my life okay so I'm I mean, well, obviously I had met Canadians, but it wasn't until I was about 25 where I kind of, well, I worked with a Canadian. So I moved abroad, I moved to Italy and I was working with a Canadian guy. And I must admit at the, at the beginning, I actually found him annoying because he was just so positive and friendly. And I was just like, look, I've come from England where everyone's complaining all the time. And it was, it was, it was almost annoying. But Mm. I mean, we actually then did go on to become very good friends. But at first I was like, look, why can't you just be miserable like Can everyone else? Just... It's Monday morning, it's <laughs> yeah. raining, there's nothing to be happy about. But he was just yeah. always so happy. Mm. And it was, a, it was a very strange, very strange thing to me. Canadians are super fun that way, I must say. It like, yeah. yeah, I've lived in a lot of places in my life. I, I spent actually more time probably outside of Canada than inside mm. of Canada. So some of your questions about, you know, whether or not Canadians do this and that, I mean, hopefully mm. I can answer them all. But Sometimes I am disconnected from Canada in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say every single time I go back home, it's like just a breath of fresh air. People are just happy. They're just, you know, like nobody nobody takes themselves or their lives too seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm in Germany now and Germans are, as a, as a rule, generally not so happy, so optimistic. And I find myself like I'll walk down the street here and I, it's very common that I just have a smile on my face especially if I see other people and I'm convinced like there are some people that actually actively avoid me because they find it weird (laughs) but yeah 
I yeah, refuse like, to. I refuse to be more negative just so that people don't actively avoid me. <laughs> right. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So now I'm a bit older and stuff. I, I obviously quite like this. But like I said, at that time, it was a strange thing for me mm. to have someone so uh, so <laughs> nice all the time. And I almost got the feeling, well, and get the feeling in general that when Canadians say "Have a nice day," they actually mean it, whilst oh, normally yeah. it's just like you just say that kind of thing, but you don't really care. But I. I almost get the impression that they actually mean it. And that's that's a very strange thing. Uh, but yeah, yeah, speaking about friendly and you, you mentioned Germany as well. I actually found a study when I was looking at this about friendliest countries in the world. It was done by Internations. I don't even really know what that is. Um, and well, it was based on how welcoming the country are to foreigners. Hmm. And Canada was number 10 um, in this. And Germany was number 47 the uk number 56 so as which i was surprised at i thought yeah like, we would be like n- not even in the top 100 um <laughs> if anyone's interested the top three number one was portugal number two taiwan and number three uh mexico so there we go as wow. i say every day is a school day as we say on rock and roll <laughs> english um so moving on to the next point something big about canada it says here exploring nature outdoors is vital to canadian culture now is this true yes yeah canadians as as a rule canadians are generally very outdoorsy people they they i'll say they here uh (laughs) because i'm i'm a little less so uh but canadians like they you know in the middle of winter for example it doesn't matter what season is you're not just going to stay home it can be snowing and crazy and blistering outside canadians will go outside and uh skate on the ponds i actually had a, a pond right near my house everyone had their own skates at home there was no renting them like here in Germany you just rent them when you go to a mm. place to skate in Canada you've got your own you throw them on you go skating uh, sledding outdoor stuff especially in the winter but also the summer camping because Canada has so many big national parks you yeah. just throw a tent uh, in the back of your car and you go versus like here in, in Germany you have certain areas to go camping and in those areas they have access to bathrooms they have access to electricity access to like kitchens so that you can wash your dishes in canada you're like if you can't find a river you're not washing your dishes oh washing your dishes in a river um just fresh water fresh water in canada so that's different too oh right okay Mm -hmm. yeah nice just a quick question (laughs) on that what about going to the toilet though where does that happen just like find a bush like a bear That wow. might have been the most Canadian thing I've ever said. That, that, I mean, I, I've never been to Canada, actually. And I must admit, this is one of the things that kind of puts me off. So that kind of mm. makes me think, mm, is this a good idea? Because, as, I mean, that does sound great. Just like putting a, you know, like a tent in the, in the car and going out. But at the same time, I am quite scared of all animals and especially bears okay um, yeah. the the idea of staying in a tent and a, a bear could be walking past me <laughs> when, when I, I actually i went to um aspen in america once i went skiing and my friend was living there at the time we stayed with him and we were just walking around one night after a few beers as well and he just said oh by the way be careful because then the residents here have said that there's a bear that's just been walking around and at that point i was just like 
take me, me home, home now then yeah <laughs> this is yeah. not fun anymore i mean so i will say so i'm from ontario which is kind of the eastern side of central canada right like technically mm. it's called central canada but it's over to the eastern side um we don't have any bears there there's okay, way too good. many people you've got toronto like toronto is millions of people ottawa is millions of people in that entire region really you don't have at least in in southern ontario you don't have that many bears um i mean i have seen bears in my life but only once or twice really like they're not as just in the wild as well though just like one walking around yeah but you have to go really far into the wild in order to find them yeah so you're not going to stumble upon a bear although i will say so my brother lives in vancouver which is the west coast of canada and there i remember going back and visiting them and we had my daughter at the time but not my son she was quite small uh and my brother was like let's take like he had one kid i had one kid let's take the girls to a playground so we get down to a playground down there and he and he just kind of randomly goes oh there's been a bear and i was like what like say what tell me your thought process here and he goes so there was a swing and the swing was was made out of like an old tire have you ever seen that where they use the rubber from the old tire as like the seat of the swing yeah i think i have seen this yeah on like films but i didn't realize that's an actual thing we actually do that in canada it's like repurposing that that rubber or whatever so so like it's not not the entire swing which also happens but just part of it as the chair for the swing so he's like yeah he's like pointing to it and he goes there's been a bear i was here like two days ago and there was no bite marks and now there's bite marks on the thing and i was like get my kid out of here let's run home and he's like oh no no he's like so one thing he said about vancouver which which is crazy to me he said actually the bears are more scared of you than you are of them i don't that's impossible there is impossible a bear is more scared of me than i am of a bear But get this, he goes, he goes, the bears are not usually the problem. The problems are the cougars. Right. Okay. So not cougars, because in in England, we use that word um, (laughs) for (laughs) for like a a woman that likes younger men. Not not those, not those people. (laughs) No, they're (laughs) no problem at all. No, (laughs) we, uh, yeah, he meant the animals. Right. uh, Yeah, the cougars. I think it's cougars or mountain lions. One of, one of those like big cats, right? And he said, right. if you if if you are found by a lion, like a mountain lion, if they see you, you you're gone before you see them. <laughs> yeah. So at one point when you were just um, telling me all of that, you said like, yeah, where I'm from, you don't really see a bear. And I was starting to think, you know, yeah, okay, maybe Canada. I'll put that on my list of places to go. But then you kind Did you of just finished take it back? and you spoke about bears and cougars and yeah. mountain lions. I can't, I can't even remember. So it, it's back yeah. off the list now. Um, Canada has really big animals. We do. We have really big birds, like bald eagles are huge. Um, we have, I mean, the moose are insane. The animals are just huge. Like we have huge trees. I have pictures of myself trying to get my arms around a tree and I don't even reach halfway of the circumference of a tree. We just have really, really big stuff. And in that animals are huge as well. Um, well, yeah, just to tell you, so my wife's family, um, have a dog, which, it's kind of a mix between a chihuahua and something else. So it's a very small dog, and I'm scared of that dog. Okay, oh. so uh, 
yeah i think that <laughs> you we shouldn't just... go to canada no exactly <laughs> definitely definitely not yeah. um so an, yeah. another thing about canada now this is something i'm kind of interested in not that the rest i wasn't obviously but this <laughs> this particularly um is of the royal family i didn't realize until just now because i as the rock and rollers know i'm not a big fan of well not okay. so much the royal family just the system of having a royal family so I, I try to stay away from any news regarding the royal family but queen elizabeth is still the reigning monarch of both mm -hmm. countries and it says on this website i don't believe it at all it says <laughs> canadians love the royal family but i don't believe this at all T tell us uh yeah actually they're they're not as looked down upon from the canadian perspective as they are mm. for most brits most brits are like Meh, not a fan that mm. i've spoken with uh, so first of all, obviously Canada is part of the Commonwealth, right? Like obviously there was yeah. there was a lot of countries that were involved in the Commonwealth. We're talking India, we're talking South Africa. Canada was part of that. Mm -hmm. um, now we still see the Queen as part of our 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 rulers. She has no actual say over what we do. We are a democracy and we vote in our person. Yeah. But the queen is actually still considered someone who's like yeah, reigning reigning over us in a lot of ways. So on all of our on all of our money, you'll see the queen's face. Yeah. We actually have us a, a holiday. It's not her real birthday, but we celebrate yeah. May two four, which is another queen. She has birthday. two birthdays, exactly. She She's so birthdays, special. Right. She gets two birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> so we celebrate May two four as a national holiday that that we always get off of work. Right. I mean, that's um, not even a day off of work in England. <laughs> really, it's not. Day, yeah. Right. Although, although I will say it's it's like you know in May, the end of May, the weather's really starting to get good for us. That's like your first barbecue ho weather holiday. Right. So for us, it's like a great day. We love May two four weekend. So, so, so that's why everyone loves the Queen then, because it's we, a great day off. We work. associate her with with barbecues and the day off work. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um. But what it, what was the other thing I was going to say? And there seems to be something, and I know this because of my dad and his position, which is what brought me to Japan and all of that when I was a kid. My dad's in the Canadian Foreign Service, so he's a diplomat for Canada. Okay. Wow. Um, whenever there is a new, so there are certain traditions that happen within politics. Whenever there's a new president or prime minister in Canada and the States, the first like international visit is to each other. And then the same thing happens whenever there's a new, um, whenever there's a new prime minister in Canada, the first overseas trip is to England to visit the queen. So that's the first like any new prime minister coming into Canada first has to visit the American president and then has to visit the, the queen. Right. Um, my parents have actually met Prince William and the Duchess when they were in Malaysia because the Canadian embassy is always invited to their events. Right. Okay. So when they go to those places, my parents were living in Malaysia and working for Canada at that time. They were then invited to this dinner that was put on by by um, the Malaysian side for Prince William and the Duchess and my parents were then invited based on this like official relationship Canada and Britain have with each other. Wow, it's a shame obviously we, we didn't do this before otherwise I, I would have told you like you know hook me up to Prince William and I could have maybe <laughs> had him on the podcast that, that, that would have been great. Um, but know, wow, that, that like, is 
surprising. I was like, if I fly into Malaysia today, can I come to the dinner too? And they're like, no, no, like we're not allowed to bring friends. Believe me, you're not the first person to ask. Is okay. Yeah, and like, I so can yeah, do cake too. if they weren't allowed to bring their daughter, I very much doubt they would have been allowed to bring a microphone and yeah. say, uh, <laughs> "Can you talk to Martin from Rock and Roll English?" But you never know. It, it was, it was. I worth wish. Asking. I wish. If the um, opportunity comes up, I'll keep you. Right. Mind. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Um, but yeah. Wow. That I'm surprised that there is still that kind of connection because i mean also in in england there are lots of people like me don't care but there are lots of people that still do care in fact this year i think it's the 70th anniversary that she's been the queen so i think we actually in england there you get two days off this year and there are going to be like street parties and everything and i'll be living in england at the time and i've decided i'm just going to close the house and i'm not going to do anything i'm just going to sit in miserable by myself are you kidding that's a once in a lifetime opportunity you need to take your you need to take your camera get out there take pictures come back put it in your podcast tell everybody about it (laughs) Uh, i mean the, the the only good thing of that is the the for the podcast because there would be some good stories for the podcast but um Otherwise, I, I'm just going to stay in and just be like, no, I'm I'm fighting this, okay? It'll be like a one-man protest. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. No um, English tea for me today. Yeah, exactly. Wait a minute, okay, just one. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything English, yeah. No English tea, no fish That's and right. chips, nothing, okay? McDonald's uh, and Coca-Cola all yeah, day long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. But um, so um, other things I've got here about Canada mm-hmm. is one of the – interesting things as well is the they actually says what makes canada a truly unique place to live is its solid french culture with many residents speaking the language fluently now is this true that many people speak french no that's what i thought but um, yeah i'm not sure on the on the like statistic about it but out of all of the canadians i know maybe a small handful actually Mm. speak French to any real fluency. So there's one thing, French and English are our two national languages. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think population-wise, the the most amount of people also speak French as a second language. So population-wise, it does make sense. But the third most common language in Canada is actually Punjabi. Mm, Wow. Yeah. And there's a really, really high amount of of Indians all mm. over the country. I would say you're more likely to run into an. And this it might be a stupid thing to say, might not be, uh, but you're more likely to run into someone from India or someone who speaks Punjabi than you are to meet a Canadian who speaks French. <laughs> uh, so there's that. the The thing is, Canada's a really big country, and Quebec is one of our biggest provinces. So there's a couple things that happened historically. Um, Quebec was was founded by like a different group of people. They came over, they founded it. They they uh, it was clearly Europeans. They made cobblestone streets. If you go over to Montreal and Quebec City, it actually really looks like a mini Europe, mm. whereas other parts of Canada don't really look like that. Okay. So you go over there and there French is the first language and they truly reject any English. They di- Historically and culturally, they have wanted to disconnect from Canada for years. Right. Okay. Yeah. The problem on the Canadian government side is that the, the Quebec land itself has a lot of two things and uh, Canada is, is known for actually its, its natural resources. We have, I want to say, at least 60% of the world's fresh water. 
Ooh, that's a lot, yeah. We have a ridiculous amount. I don't know the statistic, but I would say over 50% of the like wood, like I said, you've got trees that I can't so, hug. So it is the perfect and, place for camping then. You've got your fresh water and wood. Like, What exactly, more do you need? Exactly. So you've got your fresh water, your wood, which is obviously huge. Anyone making a house knows how, mm-hmm. exactly how expensive wood can be. And diamonds, ironically. Right. The same pressure that's created in the heat of South Africa to make diamonds can actually be created from cold to make really big, beautiful, clear diamonds. And we don't have the whole blood diamond concept, you know, of, of Africa and, and the history there. So with between those three natural resources, Canada is quite rich. Mm. But a lot of them are located within the northern part of Quebec. Right, okay. So Canada as a country doesn't want Quebec to leave because they're taking all uh, of our riches with them. Yeah, so we, in, a, in like a way of making them want to stay with us, we recognize them through making French as then the second language. Right, Although just to in, keep them happy. Yeah, French it, is great. French, brilliant. Now can you give us the diamonds? The French. Yeah. Bonjour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ex- exactly. So we don't, we don't really, uh, Canadians in general don't really speak French that that the way that that would be expected that that is the second national language and and the same on well again from my limited experience i remember i met a like someone from like the french part of canada once and they so we were obviously speaking in english because i don't speak french but um i was surprised to find out that they learn english very much as a second language it was just like talking to a french person Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't I thought that they they would have grown up speaking both, but it was very much like they were talking to me as if I was talking to a just a normal French person that had learned mm-hmm. um, English as a completely second language. And I, I was quite surprised by that. I just because I thought, you, you know, from Canada, from the French speaking part, but I thought maybe their school was in English or something like that. But no, it was like English second language. Totally. <laughs> It's a really good point. I mean, I'm, I don't have a very clear thought on this because it's only come up in my head while you were talking, but I feel like Canada has, I was going to say two, but actually probably three very clear, very defined groups of people. And there's not much overlap between those people. So you've got like the, the um, you know, post-settled Europeans living everywhere outside of Quebec You've got the French settlers that are living within Quebec that learn French and only French. Um, They learn English, but they kind of have a love-hate relationship with the English language. And then as well, you've got the Native Americans, which actually now they prefer to be called First Nations people, uh, which are also super disconnected from normal, everyday Canadian society Mm -hmm. in in a way that's truly shameful. There is... Um, there's a lot to be reconciled in Canada. A lot of people mm-hmm. look at it as like the the perfect place to be. And for many people who love the outdoors, it's really great. Um, but we definitely have a uh, history of segregation, right, not right. amongst black people like the States does, but amongst First Nations people yeah. instead. Yeah, We're kind of moving away from the whole positivity Canada <laughs> kind of thing now. We're talking about segregation and stuff. But uh, but yeah, very interesting to know. Obviously, I didn't know that at all. So um, yeah. the last point I've got on Canada. So apparently to legally drink, it's 19 in yeah. Canada. Um, yeah. And it says 18 in some 
some provinces. But I just thought the age 19, that's such a strange number. Like It's like setting your alarm for like three minutes past seven. It, it should be 18 <laughs> or like 21. Those are the big numbers. <laughs> Those are the numbers. Don't deflect. Why 19? That's such oh, a strange one. That's a really great point. I'd never, I've never thought about it, nor do I have any sort of interesting like, oh, well, you know, they decided on this because of this. Um, I feel like, yeah, you're in Canada. It's across the entire country. It there might be places where it's also 18, but across the entire country, it is 19. Mm. I will say living on a border town makes it interesting because a Friday through Sunday or even Monday morning, you've got a lot of Americans between the age of 19 and 21 who come over and just get puke <laughs> on the lawn drunk because they can't drink again for the next couple, you know, couple of weeks until they come back. Um, so yeah, that, I, I don't know why they did it this way. We see our people as adults, as of 18, we can drive mm. as of 16, you know, all of those same things that, that occur in most 19. other first world countries, but 19 is the drinking right. age of 19 with us. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And actually one very last thing here is the, they say this is how you can spot a Canadian because I can't tell the difference between a Canadian accent and an American, maybe like some American accents I can tell, but um, some like very similar to me, but they said that it's the word how they say about. Is this right? <laughs> yes. It, so can you can you give us a demonstration of that word? Oh, I could well, I could do it for Canadians. I don't know if I could even pretend to be American on that one. So we do the oh, uh, like it's much stronger. Yes. So we have like an expressions Canadians go out and about. Right, out and about. <laughs> and then some some Canadians I've even heard them say like oot and about, although right. that's like really really extreme. I would say that's almost like the if you're looking at the entire states, you know, the Texas accent is like y'all. Yeah. Nobody else in the States really says y'all. Nobody else in Canada really says oot that right. strong. However, when I listen to Americans say it, I definitely recognize with myself that I say it stronger. There's also sorry. We say sorry a lot. Like if <laughs> yeah. I, if you step on my foot, I'll apologize to you for having my foot under where you needed to be. But I also... How inconsiderate. How, how rude of me to leave my foot there. I knew you were coming in this direction. Uh, but that like Americans tend to say sorry with like the awe. Right, okay. And we say sorry like it's really, oh. Right, okay. It's so really it's all in, all in that sound, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so now we're going to move on to you, Kate, okay? Because I, I always say I love the stories that people tell us, like a real fasc fascination for people. Mm. And, yeah, just seeing these things. So, I mean, we have to start with the sumo wrestler in, in <laughs> Japan. Just so you said that, so you lived in Japan a bit, like, because of your your dad's job. Yeah. Um, and then somehow got into sumo wrestling. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that? My mom is uh, super annoying. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to send this to her later. She'll like it. Um, she, she believes that when you go to places, you need to live like the other people. You need to try all the things. You need to yeah. do all the the stereotypical things the whole like when place. in rome thing do what the romans do absolutely to yeah. to such an extreme so we moved to japan when i was seven i think mm -hmm. seven eight nine or eight nine ten or so okay um and i was in elementary school in canada i was or in J japan i was doing a couple of different things at the time and uh, one of the things that they offered in school 
was like a sumo wrestling team. <laughs> and my mom was like, sign up, Kate, and my sister. So both of us were signed up for this. Um, and I do. I have a picture of myself being fitted for the little diaper. I don't remember what it's called in, in Japanese now, that like the the white thing that yeah. is the only clothes sumo wrestlers wear. So I was wearing spandex shorts and a black t-shirt, and I was being fitted for the diaper, for lack of a better word, uh, by one of my teachers. And my, my mom or somebody took a picture of it, and it ended up in the yearbook. It, my mom has the original version as well. So I did, I did share this on Instagram. I think I've shared this on both of my pages, if I'm honest, um, just as like a, you know, random thing that I've done in my life. But I will say I hated it. I'm right. not much of a, I'm not much of a like fighter. I don't want to <laughs> exactly. learn that's, how to kick that. nicely. I'm just, that's not who I am. So uh, my sister and I realized very, very quickly that we just, so like the way that you have to push each other out of the ring, right? That's the mm -hmm. whole point of sumo is that you're supposed to kind of push the other person out yeah. of the ring. Uh, we realized very quickly if we just let ourselves be pushed out of the ring, then it all all the madness could stop. Right, they're perfect. Yeah. So we didn't make it to nationals. Right. Okay. Uh, we we never made it to the A team, that's for sure. But I was, I want to say, for for six months, I was part of the sumo wrestling, the sumo wrestling team for the American school in Japan. Wow, I mean yeah. that that is something to say, isn't it? To <laughs> sumo wrestling in Japan. I was actually quite surprised because someone in the rock and roll English family from Japan recently shared that baseball, she said, is like the the main sport there. Mm -hmm. So I was I was very surprised to to hear that. I didn't think I thought they only played that in like North America. Um, but yeah, as I always say, you every day is a school day. Um, <laughs> but so another thing as well is is your modelling career. So your <laughs> Um, in fashion so you were a, a catwalk model and what I loved about this when I read the story that you read this is what's great about your posts they always have a good story so I, I always read them and <laughs> thank you th that you said so you were first of all you were wearing like basically millions of dollars mm -hmm. worth of diamonds mm -hmm. when when you were doing this and then they said to you don't fall over now just someone <laughs> to tell you that like I mean thanks yeah probably you know that that's maybe one of the things going through your mind but for someone to tell you like literally just before you're going to step out and walk in front of yeah. i don't know how many people were there but just say <laughs> don't fall over it's like it's just that's in your head immediately like for example if i say to you don't think of an elephant like the first thing you think of is an elephant <laughs> right. so right. if someone's yeah. telling you that like immediately I well, I would just be thinking, oh my god, like yeah. I'm gonna fall over now. That that moment was one of you know when you think of like one of the most stressful moments of your whole life, yeah. and like you can smell the smells and you can remember all these crazy details. That moment was definitely one of those moments for me. Um, so obviously now, I mean, you know, post post sumo wrestling professional <laughs> career and all of that, we're talking like at least ten years later. I was now living in Kuwait. And right. when I moved to Kuwait, I was uh, 13 years old. And when I left, I was 17. And uh, like I moved there at 13 the next year. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, I was uh, started high school at age 14 in Kuwait. Mm -hmm. And very soon into the year, um, there was a just a real incredibly beautiful woman walking through the halls, just kind of looking at the kids and it was clear that she was not a teacher or anything like this turned out she was a, a modeling scout 
Right. And okay, so a scout was, like picking people, yeah. Yeah. So she was she was probably Kuwait's most successful model at that time, and Kuwait didn't have much of a a modeling industry at the mm. time. Uh, but she was very very well known. I didn't know who she was, but she picked me. I was uh, well among amongst a handful of people. I was incredibly mm-hmm. tall. I was probably still. I'm five ten now. I was probably five eight, five nine right. at the time. So um, and very very thin. I've always been incredibly thin, even back in the sumo that's wrestling prob- days. Yeah, it's probably what didn't help you. With the sumo wrestling. <laughs> no, I, it was <laughs> relatively easy to allow myself to be pushed out of the ring. Uh, so I'm, I'm in school. She, she, you know, points to me, she points to a couple other people and we start this training for becoming models. So for whenever something happened within Kuwait, we were just kind of on call to be the people that, that were there first. Mm. Now the first fashion show we ever did was about four or five months later, maybe a little less than that, but it wasn't very quick till we had a show. Like there was a lot of intense training that happened in order to get and i mean it sounds a little silly but well, i mean intense training what is it just walk up and then turn around and walk well, back no, how much training do you need <laughs> so there's uh this is gonna sound so silly to say out loud but like there's a different way of walking when you're walk when you're modeling certain kinds of clothes and right. when you're walking elegant dresses for example if you've got something with a train you can't just turn around Right. Because you'll trip over your over your clothes. You've also got to practice walking in like those insanely high heels. Right. Okay. So all of those, you can't just like throw on a pair of high heels yeah. on the catwalk and be like, I'm going to show off this dress now. There is actually like a, there's a system, there's an art, if you want to call it that, right. um, <laughs> to, to certain things. So we went through this like at least, I want to say twice a week. I was picked up by certain people, brought to a certain place, and then we were practicing in all sorts of different clothing, all sorts of different high heels, all sorts of different things. She wanted to make it like a real industry. She was, she's not like, we're just picking tall kids. We're turning these tall kids mm. into models. Um, so the very first show, we had about, I want to say 300 to 400 people in the audience. And we had a kind of interesting looking catwalk where you walk out about 50 feet and then you go up two steps and then there's like a platform and then you turn and you go up two more steps and then there's a big circle so you you had to go up steps on the yes. don't fall down walk as well correct. even <laughs> correct and then down two steps turn on that platform and then down down again and then walk the 50 meters back so it's 50 meters out up steps up steps again around this big circle and then do the exact and same in thing your on the head don't fall don't down. Don't fall down. <laughs> Rule number one, don't fall down. Rule number two, don't fall down. <laughs> so so this and um, I was, I mean, we had, I would say probably 15 or 16 girls. I was wearing eight or nine dresses and we had three designers. One of them was a Colombian. She had very colorful dresses and very interesting one of them was, I want to say, an Indian guy with uh, with just really beautiful, kind of sari-inspired dresses, but also totally modernized. And then one was a Lebanese designer who was only making um, elegant gowns, you know, with the trails and stuff, and then wedding dresses. And the wedding dress he wanted to feature for the year fit me and my height and my my body and my whatever. So I ended up becoming his finale. 
Okay. Right. So we're going through. Okay. We're we're doing all the Colombian dresses. Yes, and that's that's so that's the other part. This like twist of the story. So we went through all of the first dresses of the Colombian designer. We went through all the second dresses of the Indian designer, and then we were halfway through. uh, Richard Tawil was his name, the the Lebanese designer, and then they put me into my dress. And they put me into my ridiculously high shoes and my hair's up and my makeup's on and the whole thing. And I'm just waiting because the other girls were supposed to be going. And then I was supposed to be walking out with the designer. He was supposed to be on my arm, um, which is what made those ridiculously high heels less scary. Yeah. So about and also don't fall over because you're going to hold on to someone. <laughs> well, uh, this is this is the story now. So then, uh, we get to the time like uh, the Nalini. Nalini is the the agent I was talking about. This beautiful, she was uh, Kenyan and Kuwaiti mix, and she was just just stunning. She comes running back and she goes, "There's been two minutes of dead air on the catwalk, and two minutes when you're expecting someone to turn around to show you a dress and no one is there." That's like a, a long really time. long yeah. time, right? If we had two minutes of silence right now, people would turn this <laughs> off and leave. So they're like two minutes of silence is really, really bad on the catwalk. So all of a sudden, and they're talking in Arabic. I kind of understood some of the Arabic, but I'm also, my Arabic wasn't great. I was 14 and had only been of there course. for a couple of months. So all of a sudden, these two people who are like, and, and this was the other thing. While I was waiting, I couldn't sit down. Because the dress, the like underneath part of the dress made it, it go out so big that I couldn't sit normally on a chair. So at, at any point, if my feet were getting tired in the high heels, they would just pick me up by my arms and allow my feet to just kind of dangle and feel better. And then they'd put me back down on my, okay, on my feet. <laughs> Relaxing. Yeah. So exactly. So these two people who are beside me helping me relax are like, okay, so all of a sudden they pick me up by the arms and put me and they run me out of the changing room up a long hallway over to the door, plop me down in front of the entrance to now then be in the, in the lighting going across this 50 meters up and then the stairs and then the circle. And, the, and then the last thing they said was, don't fall down. <laughs> and, and it was because, well, A, the shoes were so ridiculously high and then the, sh- the skirt was so ridiculously big that even like if I fell, my feet would almost be hanging, dangling at an angle that I yeah. couldn't get myself up. So they were just like, just wait until somebody comes to get you. Like, neat. Okay. <laughs> so they plop me down. I start walking. I get to the stairs and I'm on my own now. I'm supposed to be with Richard Tawil. I go up two stairs with this giant thing in these ridiculous high heels. I breathe. I turn. I go up two more steps in this giant thing with these ridiculous high heels, a giant circle, and then down two steps, turn, down two steps again, get all the way past at the end of this thing. And like, I'm wearing this giant dress. I'm supposed to turn fully in order to allow the cameras to get one more shot. And they've been taking pictures the entire time, right? But I'm supposed to allow them to get one more shot. I basically just turned my head and actually it turned out to be a really great picture of the back of the dress with just the Mm -hmm. profile of my face. But I, I just basically turned, breathed and walked off and I did not fall. But I was like, that was the first moment I breathed in that entire, entire situation. And then somebody else came onto the catwalk. Then the, you know, my handlers picked me up and then the jewelry guys came out and put one dollar, one million dollars on my neck, 
one just, and a half one million, right? worth okay. of diamonds on each ear. Ooh. And then I want to say at least a $2 million bracelet on my wrist. Ooh. Now, the guy who gave it to me gave it to me in a briefcase that was locked and attached to his hand. <laughs> and then as soon, so I, then I did it again, but now I'm with Richard. I'm a little bit more uh, calm. I've got him to kind of lean on. We walk out. We go up the stairs, we turn, we go up the stairs again. We go to the middle of the circle. All the other girls then also follow out. We take a giant picture of the group of us. Then all of them leave. He and I leave. No, actually, I think we were first. But we leave. And then the second I'm backstage again, like that same guy is basically like holding me down to get the diamonds off because I could run. I mean, I was wearing ridiculous high heels, so I couldn't run. It would be tough, yeah. <laughs> But, but that was his fear. Like he was there solely for the purpose of pr protecting the diamonds, the diamonds yeah. all over me at that time. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's the whole story. Wow. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, incredible. But yeah, I just think <laughs> if, if someone's doing something like that, high pressure, mm. like, and you think, how can I help this person? Saying to them, like, don't fall down <laughs> must be the... the the least, the least the thing, helpful the least way advice. you can help them like it's just yeah. I feel like how can i help this person i can see this person stressed stressed <laughs> very pressure pressurized so i'll just yeah. make it worse for them and say yeah this. don't fall down you'll look like a real idiot yeah. okay neat thanks so much yeah yeah. Um, yeah but yeah wow crazy but just one <laughs> quick thing I, I want to ask you before you go actually um, is because as I mentioned earlier, so um, Kate helps online teachers and I went to one of the seminars. Well, I've been to many actually. And one was, um, I think it was about productivity. And wh when I got there, I, I noticed I was the only man there. <laughs> and and then I was starting to think because then when there was lots of like women's talk and <laughs> and then like there, there was lots of talking about like women's problems, let's call them mm -hmm. and stuff like this. And then I was thinking, was this only for women? Did I did I sign up for this? Was it only for women? And everyone was looking at me thinking, what the hell is he doing? No, right, no, I mean, it Thank took God. the conversation took a bit of a turn because I included part of that. And they yeah. were clearly wanting to talk about that. Right. OK, and I no, think it, in that it was moment, fine. Okay. I was just yeah. feeling no. I, my, the reason I was feeling uncomfortable was not because we were talking about that. That was OK. I was just thinking. Oh my God! Was this a, like a woman's like? Because there are some people that do this, like women only kind of thing. And I was thinking, Oh my God, have I signed up for this? I didn't read this right. And I was thinking, No, no, it was not intended to be that right. That thank focused God, focused on that one particular topic. Um, obviously, it was part of my presentation. It was part of my conversation as a female entrepreneur to consider your body and where you are right, in, okay. in, in, in the presentation itself. But then we had so many people who were just like, I've never heard something like this. This was so, you know, important for me to hear and important for me to remember all of that. So, yeah, it was uh, I did also walk away from that thinking, God, I hope Martin was OK. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I was fine. I, I was just feeling uncomfortable, like I said, because I was just thinking, are they all thinking, what the hell is he doing here? <laughs> No, that that was just going through my head no. the whole time, thinking, "Oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm sure this was a woman's event." Next, next time I think about it in those terms, I guess I'll make it that much more clear that it is a woman's event. But it, it wasn't meant to be. It was right. just that it that was part of the conversation. I knew and figured, you know, if if someone's there, that this doesn't apply to. And Ian was supposed to be there, right? My business partner was also supposed right. to be there. I was not. I was doing it in a in a hope or plan to do it in a way that 
didn't disclude half of the <laughs> half of the world's population. Um, but it was it did end up very much taking a turn, yeah. especially well, because I, most of us were female. Yeah, well, I'm very in touch with my feminine side anyway, okay, and even more in touch after. after <laughs> now you <that>. know <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, well, thanks um, for coming on, Kate, and sharing all of this about Canada, and most of all about your life stories. This is what we love the most. This was um, fun on rock and roll english as i said i'm going to include links to everything where you can find kate on instagram and everywhere else on the internet but thank you very much thank you martin have a wonderful day thank you guys for listening and you mean that as well when you say have a wonderful day don't you (laughs) i do mean it (laughs) fantastic okay well thanks a lot and we'll see you soon bye-bye (laughs) bye-bye okay so that is the end of the episode with Kate, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed her stories and the differences between Canada and the UK and just some things about Canada as well. Remember to check Kate out on Instagram. If you type in English anywhere, you will find her. Also, if you type that into Google, you will find her. But if you want the specific links, go to rockandrollenglish.com slash episode 256 and you will find all the links there. Thanks everyone for listening. I will see you all again next week. But in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.